We're going to start out the show this week with some follow-up. So, Tony, what's going on with your home internet? Okay. This was the most checked out and lazy and uninvolved that I have ever been with regards to like some kind of a house utilities issue. I can't believe how dumb I was. Oh, no. All right. So what I think happened is I think there was a lightning event and I had a less than optimal surge protector. Oh, not good. Yes. Uh, but I didn't learn this until my Comcast appointment in which like, I didn't even glance at the what happened was I had a modem that just died. Yep. And I didn't even glance to look that this modem was on or off. <laughs> and the tech got here and was like, yeah, oh, man, your, your, your modem just died. And I had completely forgotten that the way that modems work is you either have your own or you rent one. Right. And I had a situation where, where I had some podcasts, freelance podcast recording stuff I do scheduled the next week and i absolutely needed internet it was imperative right so i opted to rent one of the the comcast boxes for a few days okay just because you know what it'll take a day or two for whatever the wire cutters pick to arrive right and who knows shipping nightmares but man i don't even you know i have an i have an apple airport I have another modem. I don't really remember why. <laughs> yeah. That, a lot of equipment that you're oh, not really that, sure. That, yeah. And uh, it just occupies some space on a shelf. And it made me think about how complacent and easy I'd be able to take out in a tactical situation. <laughs> like, what would you have done? You wouldn't have had the Comcast. Call. I probably would have looked at the boxes and figured out that this one was dead. And then at least been able to like call them and say, like, hey, my modem is dead. Can you give me a new one or you know, I, what's the situation? What I did not know was that you do have to make a call to your internet service provider to activate a new modem. That oh. I didn't. Did you know that? I probably did not know that because it's one of those things you do like once and forget about. Yeah, but I'm okay now and that's cool. Yeah, it's it's not been an eventful August for me when the, <laughs> the biggest thing happening is that internet goes out and gave me a couple of days of consternation (laughs) why don't we just play some music that's right we're gonna start out this week's episode with brand new stuff from oh he dead here on hometown sounds Now all you do is lie 
When you're coming home, I can't reach your phone. Must have called a thousand times. All the times we had, now you treat me bad. But I always will love you the same. To the moon and back, baby, just like that. You don't take me serious. And that's why I get lonely sometimes. Thinking about the reasons I don't feel you next to me. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to the Hometown Sounds podcast. We like to show you how DC rocks. I'm Paul Vodra. I'm Tony Pareko. And in this case, they were the group Oh He Dead. Their new single is called Lonely Sometimes. I heard it and I was thinking, wait, this sounds really familiar. Where have I heard this song before? Well, it turns out that that was Oh He Dead's submission to the Tiny Desk Contest earlier this year. And Hometown Sounds likes to feature as many of the really awesome DC area submissions that we can find. It's really kind of music Christmas time <laughs> to me. Like you get, you know, everything is like a little present. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it forces, it doesn't force, but it encourages all these musicians and bands and whatnot to, to just set up a camera, record a song, like kind of do it quick and simple or really complicated sometimes and, um, and get it up on YouTube, get it out there. And that's clearly what Ohi did wanted to do and their submission while it did not win this year it got quite a lot of play um, well-deserved buzz and now they are gearing up for an album release later in the year and that is the advanced single uh, we last featured oh he dead on the podcast back in june of 2018 with blood in the water which was the title track from their debut ep badass track love that song i just saw them play at the millennium stage about a week ago. How'd you end up there? You know, I I just took a took the metro over there. And you just decided to go to a Millennium Stage show. Just decided. I knew it was I knew it was happening. I was kind of like, should I go? Should I not go? And uh, I decided to go. I just hopped on the metro, got in the uh, the shuttle, uh, and and showed up. Got a seat right up front and watched the show. And uh, they did a fantastic job. Uh, they played a, a a single release show a few days later at Soto. Uh, last Friday night, but um, the Millennium Stage show, for those that could not make it, is of course available as 
pretty much all Millennium Stage shows are, to stream after the fact on YouTube. So you can check that out. They did a they did a real fun. They're, they're just a band. They have a lot of stage presence, obviously a lot of soul, very unique voice um, that you really just want to watch. They did a cover of um, Valerie. And uh, wait, I don't know the original. That was by well, it was popularized by Miss Amy Winehouse, who I think they share a lot of inspiration from. Okay, I've never done enough of a deep dive into into Amy Winehouse. Yeah, it's it's worth doing, and of course they have that uh, documentary, which is a gripping watch. Highly recommend watching that Amy Winehouse documentary. It's crazy that they got all that footage. Very sad story, but really great music. And you could tell a lot of people were resonating with that song in particular. They got some people to get up and dance at the end of the show. And uh, it was really fun. And just because we know that some people like like the little trivia here. Oh, He Dead is fronted by CJ Johnson and Andy Valenti. Andy, formerly of Alex Van's band. Alex Van's band had a kind of a, a bunch of names. So I don't know <laughs> which, which name. You know, is it uh, Bad Business? Is it... Um, was it the hideaway? I can't remember. That's right. There the you hideaway. go. Yep. Good job. Uh, <laughs> so much trivia locked up in my head. Uh, Paul, so on the subject of follow-up, let me just turn it on you. How was moderating a discussion at the Near Northeast show? And how were those pictures of the songs? The pictures were fantastic. Um, they had a nice little art show uh, where they featured the 10 pieces of art specifically made for the songs and then a bunch more art made by those artists. So it was in this new art space called Cheshire, which is kind of in a back alley in Adams Morgan. And it is affiliated with these, these uh, people that do the arts uh, events called PAC. So um, what, did you learn anything new about PAC? I did not really learn anything new about PAC. Are there PAC people there? There were some PAC people there. Uh, I was busy, you know, socializing and also dealing with this panel discussion. So I thought it would be fascinating if PAC was actually AI. <laughs> <laughs> and PAC is, PAC's goal is to to initiate social interactions <laughs> and events. Yeah. But no, there are there are people behind PAC. There are some people behind PAC and the Cheshire as well. So they want to they want to put on some cool arts events in their space. And this was, I believe, the first musical event that they had. And, um, you know. Major props to Near Northeast, who are a great band and could just, you know, put on a great regular old show if they wanted to, but they want to do different stuff. They want to be creative. They want to try different things to get people a little bit more excited about the whole scene. So they put on this art event and people came wanting, you know, to see both live music and sort of have an art uh, experience and meet the artists and, and hang out. So that was really cool. We had a couple of the artists join the panel as well as Takunda, one of the musicians uh, who was involved in the music. So we had a microphone and passed it around and talked about it. And I think it went over pretty well. It was a little like, it, it's tough to get people to focus unless they're sitting down. And there were some seats, but there were not enough seats. And it had a vibe of like, circulating and looking at the art and talking. So were you, were you able to hold an audience's attention? How did it go? I, I was able to hold a, a good portion of the audience. Probably I would say most of the audience. There were people that wanted to talk and you know what? That's totally fine. But it got a little more challenging after the panel discussion when we had a sound bath. What's a sound bath? So I didn't know what a sound bath was either. They had a, a performer involved in the yoga community who had set up 
these, I believe there were six white porcelain bowls in a semicircle around her. And each bowl had a note inside of it, like F sharp or A or whatever. Oh, okay. And she began by striking one of the bowls and then using her her mallets to orbit the bowl, the 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 circumference of the bowl and, and produce different different uh tones so was was the term sound bath used by this individual yes okay because i just know this is saying bowls <laughs> yeah so but for this they made everybody shut up and close their eyes and do a little 15 minute meditation at like nine o'clock on a saturday night at adams morgan so and it and it worked and then at the end of the set then near northeast quietly crept on stage and played their instruments to warm up and end the sound bath and then they kicked in with their music cool so it was a it was a successful event i i'd say it uh, it was thumbs up all around and i was really happy to be a part of it awesome yeah thanks for letting me follow up with you paul <laughs> you bet and now let's follow up with some more dc music nicely done this is terrell mast Okay, Paul, so here's the quotable hot take I came up with earlier when awesome. I was listening to that track. Yep. EDM crack and crack EDM. <laughs> okay. All right. It's hot. I like it. I get it. Yeah. I'm on it. Because <laughs> gosh, did I experience an endorphin jump when listening to that one. That was Terrell Mast with a track called EXO. We received this via email submission. Great way to send us your music. Yes, indeed. Yes. Terrell Mast. He is a multimedia artist from Herndon, and this is a track from an upcoming release called EEP, capital E, capital E, capital P. It's just really, really, really great stuff, and I cannot wait to hear the whole of this album. You can pre-order it now on Bandcamp to get a couple of tracks now, and it will drop on September 13th. I will say that it 
it kind of reminded me in, in a way of video game music. Certainly, yeah. certainly, certainly, certainly. Or well, actually, video game music at one and a half times speed. <laughs> yeah, like intense, intense, like sort of creepy video game music. Like it was definitely mood setting. Yeah. So, Tony, what's going on with video games and you right now? Are you playing anything? You know, earlier in the summer, I played I played one of those Tinder-style card games yes. that you recommended. Right. It Was it called Reigns? It was not Reigns. Oh. It was... Okay, I don't remember the title of it, but it really grabbed me by the horns for like two weeks. <laughs> I beat it with like... Four out of the five characters, because that seems to be kind of the objective. All right. But the last guy, his moves were just so awkward and time-consuming to get them developed to where they need to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I could not believe I was playing this game where it's turn-based battle, and you indicate what you do by swiping left or right. Yeah. And um, every time I fall for a game, I tell myself, never again. <laughs> I, you know, and, you know, Actually, I tried a game called Minute, which is an overhead, kind of Zelda-like game in which you only have a minute to make progress before you die and have to start over again it sounds awful it i can't believe i dropped five bucks on it okay because there was just no intrinsic motivation that clicked in for me yeah what about you in video games so i got a nintendo switch and i haven't done all that much with it Uh, i have a couple of games on it but last night i bought a game that was on sale and I had played it a little bit on my computer and it didn't really click for me on the computer with the computer controls, with the keyboard and whatnot. But on the Switch, it's so much fun. And it's an older game now. It came out in 2010. It's called VVVVVV. Huh? It's called Six Vs. And it's by this legendary uh, designer named Terry Cavanaugh. And it's got the Commodore 64 font in it. It's very like old school low res graphics and it's very action platformer and the music is very very fast and encouraging and it's got a cheesy sci-fi plot and i'm very excited about having this game because i really liked it but i didn't really like playing it so much and on the nintendo switch what does I think that mean i well like it, it's such an action oriented game you really need like the buttons and the joystick Okay. And having the keyboard with the like the the arrow keys and the space bar, it just didn't work. I'm as having well. to remember what A S D and F each do. Right, yeah, exactly. So I'm really excited to have the real controls on the real game system, the real responsiveness. So even though this is an older game and it's very like low res, low style, I still am super excited about it. And it's really taken me back to my Commodore sixty four days, which were very formative for me playing playing games i had that commodore 64 for so long and i played so many games on that when i was like between like the ages of five and 13 or so that's a long run for a console it was it was we that that computer lasted way longer than it should have um with the the floppy disks that were actually floppy the five and a quarter inch was you know oh i remember them yep ridiculous 1.4 megabytes i saw something recently that a screenshot of Super Mario Brothers takes up more space than the game itself. Whoa. That's trippy. (laughs) But we're not a video game podcast. We're a music podcast. So let's get back to the music. Next up on the podcast is MG. (laughs) 
Silhouettes, dark in the silhouettes. All black, it's down to the filaments. Fly you out, down to the Philippines. Stay grounded, I'm out of my element. Demons, I let them in. Fit with amphetamines. Down to the sediments, it make me a better me. I'm breaking the bread, breaking the mold, breaking my heart. You live in my fucking head, cause it came with amenities. Only ever think about you and the melodies. Only ever think about losing my fucking mind. Like, like EOTs or something. Now a nigga gotta wanna to see a thieves or something. I know the fall is coming, I see the leaves or something. So a nigga finna bounce, like New Orleans or something. I see the breeze is coming. understood the emotional experience of wanting to be lied to as it appears in art <laughs> have you um i mean i can imagine scenarios where it might be preferable than than truth but it certainly hasn't been a part of my experience but it was the experience of mg in the song ltm which stands for lie to me MG is spelled E-H-M-J-I. I I was wrestling with that on the way over. (laughs) Yeah, I think M-E-H-M-G, M-G. This is my favorite song from the new EP by rapper MG called Facades Never Last. And you have no idea how, how you found this guy. So I was going through my usual routes to find music to listen to on the podcast, going through my Bandcamp emails, And one of the things I like to do is go to SoundCloud and look at the stream of all the people that I followed on SoundCloud. And at some point, I followed MG. I don't remember how I got to there, but I did find this in my SoundCloud feed today and listened to it and really loved it. Uh, This one is not on Bandcamp, but you can find it in all the major streaming services and stores. There are some songs on this EP that are more rap and more kind of R&B and one even features Cicero, who's kind of a, a buzz name who we featured on this podcast in the past. But the house vibes of this song really grabbed me and made me want to play it for you on the podcast. The lyrics to every track are now up on Genius, 
courtesy of MG. So he writes, get up on there and ask some questions so I can annotate the whole thing. And I think that's quite impressive to not only provide all the lyrics and, you know, for this kind of music, there are a lot of lyrics to provide them all on the internet so you don't have to try to figure out what they are. It's it's a fun new way to interact with fans. Exactly. But also then the fans can ask questions and you can annotate. It's almost like a, a Q&A or a commentary track on the music itself. So my only experience with Genius thus far is actually via a podcast episode that took on Seal's Kiss from a Rose. Okay. And the lyrics are artist verified on Genius, but Seal has this disclaimer that he's issued several times since the the song's release in the 90s about how he doesn't want he really doesn't want to talk about what the song's about. <laughs> and that that disclaimer is on his Genius page as well. All right. But the podcasts I listen to, they kind of went through it line by line and wow figured out what kiss from a rose is about huh. uh, which uh was from a really fun soundtrack the batman forever soundtrack i knew it's going to be one of those batman movies i remember that from the 90s yeah uh that was how i first ran into the flaming lips they had oh. a they had a track called bad days that was uh that plays during um jim carrey's the riddler's sort of formation as becoming the riddler hmm and uh, it was a fun little twisted moment. But there, there was this badass U2 song. Something like, cut me, kill me, kiss me, thrill me. I'm getting one of those wrong. Yeah. I think yep. it's the cut me. Yeah, I think that's also, yeah, incorrect. <laughs> but I totally remember the song you're talking about. And the whole the whole concept of like big Hollywood movie soundtracks being a cool way to find new songs. It seems ridiculous now. But at the time, it was like I had a ton of them and they were great. And they had, some of them would have like an exclusive track that you couldn't find anywhere else. And like I have had a lot of those for bad movies. Movies maybe I didn't even ever even see, but the soundtracks were amazing. It was it really was a different and kind of fun thing to be like, oh man, I got the soundtrack to Clueless. <laughs> yeah. Uh uh Crow had a really good soundtrack. Um the movie Go had another really good soundtrack. Uh, yeah, Batman Forever was not one that I would have expected would have a good soundtrack. <laughs> Nothing else about that movie was good. All right, so I think that movie hit me at about the top of the age group for whom the audience could find it entertaining. All right. I, I was like 12 at the time. Yep. And I did not feel like I was being cheated of a good Batman experience. <laughs> I will say that. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Let's hear some more music on the podcast. Yes, next is DuPont Brass. Break it all, break it all. I just want to find you, baby. Get that, get that inside of you. 
Sorry, I needed so much time after that track for us to get started. I was too busy Googling to so that I could tell you because Paul, you just randomly mentioned ketchup. <laughs> and that made me think of this product out there where there's now a limited edition Ed Sheeran ketchup called Ed Chip. <laughs> oh jeez. That's terrible. So he's like a big ketchup guy and has a a tattoo of a Heinz ketchup bottle. Wow. And the, the Edship bottle is of his arm and has the Heinz logo in the middle. And it's being sold as like like a charity item. Okay. I think it's like I think it's like eighteen hundred dollars for a bottle. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> to get your hands on some Edship. It's <sighs> ridiculous. All I can say is be careful what you mention around me. <laughs> <laughs> Tony is full of the most interesting information. So, Dubon Brass have a new single out. That's who that was, by the way. The new single is called Till the End. And that is not what we played. We were going to play that song. And then, as we were looking around, we found that they have two new songs. And the second one was called Funk You, featuring Jake Vicious. And it is on the House Music Group's DMV Roots compilation. Which we played a track of on... Was it our last episode or the episode before that? It was recently. Sure. It was, it was one of those uh, by Eli Lev. And yeah, so I I really liked the uh, the first single. But once I heard Funk You, I was like, yeah, I got to play that one. Oh, that song was so good. DuPont Brass are amazing. They We have featured them on the podcast before. I think only in holiday capacity episode. That could be possibly true. They definitely have a jazz feel to a lot of their music. But I think of them as a crowd-pleasing band that can go in a lot of different directions. And so it does not surprise me at all that they are funking it up with some funk music. And the thing that actually did surprise me on that track is I realized that the bass was actually from a bass guitar and not 
the tuba, which is one of the things that I really love about DuPont brass, is, of course, the tuba, one of my favorite instruments, along with the accordion. And, of course... I didn't know these fun facts about you. And, of course, my favorite instrument of all is the bagpipes. Really, man? Well, I was in a bagpipe band, so it kind of makes sense. Did the bagpipe being your favorite instrument stem from or after your role in the bagpipe band? I'm pretty sure that I've loved the bagpipes like my entire life. How? I just I just love them. They're Scottish. They're beautiful. Uh, I just had an exposure to them at an early age, and it was just amazing. So, and when I when I came to a college that featured bagpipes and I could play the drums that played in the bagpipe band. It just, I was like, well, of course I'm going to do that. It's fantastic. And the tuba? The tuba, hmm. I just, man, the New Orleans brass band stuff. Hmm. I love it. I love how bassy it is and how it just makes your whole chest move. And anyway, I don't know. It's just one of my favorite instruments. <laughs> I learned that you can, it's very easy to get a, to get a, uh, permit for your own parade <laughs> in New Orleans. <laughs> okay. That makes total sense. Yeah. They're all about parades there. <laughs> Dubon Brass, we want to let you know, are playing Sunday, September 8th at this year's Adams Morgan Day. They hit at 5 p.m. You know what? I'm just going to say this about Adams Morgan's, Adams Morgan Day. I think the lineup this year is really good. And in years past, who else is there? I know that Chop Teeth is playing, and I don't remember who else off the top of my head. But I remember the lineup being being quite good. And in years past, I've gone to Adams Morgan Day thinking it was going to be good, and it was not good. And I, I feel like I should leave a reminder to myself for one year hence on my calendar that says, don't bother going to Adams Morgan Day because it's not going to be as good as you think. And I think this year, I should delete that because I think it's going to be really good. Have you ever set up reminders to yourself like far in advance yes i have done that how far in advance i mean mm, i would say like within a year within a year um you know to do things like you know change change the filter in your water pitcher and things like that um your water pitcher things. doesn't have like have one of those bars bar indicators i don't i forget to look at it i totally you forget should look at it whenever you pick the pitcher out of the fridge <laughs> Instead, you want to set up a Google reminder for yourself? <laughs> that's, that's it how really it sounds like I'm coming after you here. <laughs> a little um, bit. Are you ever surprised by the alerts that you set up for yourself? No, I, they hit and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I did that. I want to remind myself to do that. I'm like, thanks, Pass Paul. Good job. Cool. Put some headship <laughs> on it. <laughs> Let's hear more music. Tony, who's next? Distant Creatures.
Loved that. Absolutely loved that. A delightful song. That was called Absolved by Distant Creatures. It is from a new-to-be-released album called Whirl. And, uh, yeah, Paul, you were like, Tony, how'd you, where'd you get that album title? And I... <laughs> you sleuthed it. Yeah, I went through Distant Creatures' Twitter, and some number of days or weeks ago, they posted a screenshot from iTunes, and they were like, uh, yeah, our, this 11-month recording of this album is done. Can't wait to put it out there. And it said the album was called Whirl. And what does whirl mean? Whirl, it, a series of concentric circles. We see them most often now when we put our thumbprint onto our iPhones. Mm. You know, like whenever it asks you to log into something. And I, there's there's certainly an OCD part of my brain that is satisfied whenever I accomplish anything with the press of a thumb. You mm. know? Yeah. And nowadays, the new phones, you don't even need the thumb. You just use your face. I don't have that yet either. Wait, so like what, like for what apps are can you have have screen recognition? Like basically, with the new phone, you don't have the the touch sensor at all. It like everything's with your face, so you just like look at the phone and it it authenticates you, and then you you get in. What if you want like want your friend to handle something for you? I think you can put another face in there. I think you can have multiple faces. Cool. Yeah. So you're set. Anyway, look out for this new record, Whirl from Distant Creatures. If it's as good as that song, oh, we're in for something nice. Perhaps you should follow them on Bandcamp, as we do with many, many DC bands. So you'll get an email when they are releasing new music, which is a really great way to do it. Definitely. And that almost takes us to the end of this episode of the Hometown Sounds podcast. Please subscribe to it. Tell all your cool friends to also subscribe to it and fill their lives with great DC music. We have social media. It's Facebook, it's Twitter, it's Instagram. It's all at Hometown Sounds. It's super easy. We don't have like different names on different services. All Hometown Sounds. Um, different stuff on each thing, you know. And Instagram, we post little stories when we go to shows. You know, Facebook, we got uh, Facebook events. Twitter, we got DC music videos of the day and don't stay home show recommendations. All of that can also be found at our website, hometownsoundsdc.com. We have an email address. It's dj at hometownsoundsdc.com. Please use it. Please send us your music. Yeah, like Terrell Mass did. Yeah, like all the great DC musicians do. But really, the important thing is to support all these great musicians that you've heard on this podcast by buying their music. And seeing them play live. Uh, we would like to let you know that we have a show coming up at Loose Unplugged. It's probably going to be the day this podcast comes out. So if you listen to this really fast, then you'll find out about it. It's going to be Isabel de Leon and the Isabel de Leon Experience. I believe she has four musicians playing total along with her. And it is going to be 6 p.m. at the Loose Foundation Center, which is part of the Smithsonian American Art Museum and the Portrait Gallery. It's up there on the third floor. It's free. They got drink specials. You can bring your friends. You can have a little happy hour. You can hear some awesome music. You can meet us. Me anyway. Tony, I think. Sorry. Tony's got to work. It's a huge bummer, but I'll be representing. Maybe maybe we'll make a cardboard cutout of you. Hey. Oh, <laughs> now you're thinking that's like right. like Tony. That's yes indeed. We have one more track for you on this podcast. It's from Garrett Gleason. This is a track called Fidgeting with Large Gestures. Garrett Gleason, this is from an album called Guitar Songs. It's a $6 purchase on his Bandcamp. Uh he's got different meanings and he lists the layers of number of guitars used for each track 
So that part's kind of interesting. This is the first album of a series involving nothing but guitars, not limited to the number of layers or how the sounds are processed. Uh, the track we're playing, Fidgeting with Large Gestures, uh, is a question of whether I make some of my art to hide from other important aspects of life, social, fiscal, etc. Okay, that's interesting. The EP also features a song called Andres, which is a tribute to Andres Fiked of Boat Burning, who passed away shortly after we hosted them at the Millennium Stage last December. The album cover art for this was done by Emilia Blecker, who is the singer of the band Na. And Garrett wrote, when I approached her with, could you make me one of those trippy portraits of DC musicians for an album I'm making, she came back with my dripping head floating between freaking portals. So that's awesome. (laughs) For your little bit of trivia for this, Garrett Gleason was in the band Cartoon Weapons with Zach B, who mastered this album. Uh, He also plays jazz a lot around town. Notably with trombonist Shannon Gunn. Who we featured previously on this podcast. I believe that is correct. Also, the other big fact that we need to share is that Garrett has an upcoming touring gig to play guitar for the national tour of Broadway's surf rock inspired The SpongeBob Musical. That is the most, most delicious bit of trivia we could possibly bring to you on this podcast. The SpongeBob Musical. And look out, Peppa Pig. <laughs> that's that's how we got to end it right there. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Paul. We will see you all next time. <laughs>